Hi, this is Alex Romanovich, and welcome to the latest episode of COVID Convo with Dr. Wendy. Hello, Dr. Wendy. Hello. And it's July 19, 2020, and one of our topics on Global Edge Talk today is going to be healthcare. Um, it's a very, very difficult topic. It's a very complex topic. Uh, Dr. Wendy uh, has a lot of experience with um, healthcare, being a healthcare executive in the past, in the very recent past, and um, the impact of uh, prolonged unemployment and underemployment due to COVID is going to make um, major waves when it comes to healthcare and not having healthcare for all of those underemployed or unemployed. So um, let's talk about that impact. What are you seeing right now? What do you see for the next six months in terms of having access to healthcare for the folks who maybe had some short-term employment during the summer, uh, gigs here and there, and all of a sudden they do not have access to that type of employment at all, and um, that's an impact. That's a that, that's a tremendous amount of risk for them. What do you What do you think is going to happen next? Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, the unemployment rate has been climbing. Um, it's about three to four x of you know pre COVID. The June unemployment rate was eleven percent, and that doesn't include the underemployed. Um, and uh, you know what we have seen is that, as you mentioned, the gig economy or low wage workers who are in the non-essential businesses that have really suffered, especially retail, food and beverage services, hospitality, um, and it may be argued that you know these are the folks who didn't have healthcare. Uh, insurance covered by their employers beforehand. So what is there to lose? It's pretty much the same. But actually, um, as these healthcare workers also, I mean, uh, as these gig workers are looking to um, the winter cold and flu season, which is also big retail season, you know, Christmas holidays, Thanksgiving, um, all of those holidays in retail, um, uh, we're going to continue suffering um, in terms of uh, these these workers losing their jobs. Um, however, when we look at the uninsured, um, healthcare costs for an uninsured person actually costs twice as much as somebody who's insured. And uh, for example, a typical hospitalization for somebody insured costs about $5,000, $6,000. And for somebody who's uninsured, it costs about ten to twelve thousand dollars, and these are people who usually cannot pay their hospital bills, and then the burden of that cost does eventually fall on taxpayers. Um, and so, it's just very, very expensive for us as a nation when we have a large population uh, who are not insured. And then, of course, there are people who did have. Um, employer-based benefits, and they've lost them with their jobs. And, um, you know, about 50% of people who have health care of a coverage uh, prior to COVID were getting it through an employer-based program. And so losing those, of course, means that people are also, uh, who had health insurance uh, uh, that was employer-based now no longer have it. Um, and so it's just huge, the impact, you know, of unemployment and underemployment in terms of people having health care coverage and access to already 
um, you know, short healthcare resources. So um, it's pretty grim. We um, earlier we talked about a gig economy. We talked about short-term employment, seasonal employment. We see this in retail on a regular basis. We see this in healthcare, obviously. Um, we see this in, uh, in restaurant business. Um, is it safe to say, or is it fair to say that half of that, half of those folks have those uh, short-term employment gigs, if you will, and um, sometimes don't even think about uh, healthcare because because of the short-term nature of those gigs, right? And mm-hmm. what Obamacare offered to them was the ability to have some level of insurance, of healthcare insurance. Of course, now the current administration is trying to challenge that. Um, so uh, the folks that are, let's, let's call them, based on your definition, underemployed, what are they going to do in this COVID situation where not only they're, uh, they're going to be faced with even more fragmented employment opportunities, they may not even have access to any type of health care insurance. Not yes. only that, and that's going to be even more complicated by the fact that if they do get sick and show up in the emergency room or a hospital, they may not get serviced um, immediately or they may not have the priority because you know, today it was announced that 45 or 49 hospitals in Florida are out of ICU beds, right? So what's the outcome? How do you, I mean, how do we get out of something like this? Yeah, you're absolutely correct that, um, you know, folks who are uninsured and if they present to the emergency room, they might be shunted you know, further down on the on the queue in order to get health care, the it's just a matter of like, oh, somebody has their insurance card and, you know, when they go through the admissions process, they're, you know, they get processed through quickly. And yes, the, that that impacts, you know, um, how they access healthcare too. Now there is uh, uh, something called EMTALA, which is the um, Emergency Medical Treatment Active Labor Act, um, which uh, requires that if anybody presents to an emergency room, whether whether or not they have insurance or not, whether they're a citizen or not, an emergency room cannot. Uh, turn them away without an evaluation and a screening. Um, And so, um, yes, people can, if they're uninsured, seek help through an emergency room. But, you know, the subtleties of it are, as you pointed out, if they're not insured, they might end up being, you know, kind of shunted to, um, you know, a a delayed care um, as they're going through the admissions process. Um, what we're also seeing is that if somebody's uninsured, they're much more hesitant about seeking health care. They delay care, which means that um, by the time they present, they're at a more advanced stage of disease or they've already started developing complications. And it's much more expensive and much more difficult to treat um, disease when it's at an advanced stage or if there are complications and the outcomes are not as good as if you, you know, um, intervened, implemented treatment early on. So complications, uh, mortality is higher and complications 
um, being reversible are going to be higher if a patient seeks care uh, later on. So that's kind of what we're seeing. Then the other thing about the nature of COVID is as people delay seeking care, they are out in the community um, exposing other people to the infection. Very interesting and very dramatic and very um, difficult situation. Um, now, I've known you always, Dr. Dr. Wendy, as uh, somebody that gives really great practical advice. Um, so um, somebody who is losing their health insurance and somebody who doesn't have it, how, what is your advice to those type of individuals if <laughs> something happens to them or uh, more of a preventative nature uh, during this entire COVID pandemic? What should they do? Yes, for somebody who is losing their employment, but they haven't lost it yet, and maybe there's a severance package, then I would encourage them to negotiate with their employer to see how they could um, maybe extend their benefits or maybe, you know, see if there's other options um, uh, where they could continue their health benefits. Um, there is COBRA, which is the Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act that provides coverage for people who are losing employment-related health benefits, but oftentimes it's not, like, no pun intended, a viable option because um, it's pretty expensive. COBRA can cost an individual over $7,000 and families over $20,000. It's expensive. Um, and then for those um, who, um, you know, still have maybe connections with a primary care provider or a clinic that they've been used to seeing and they haven't lost all their benefits, you know, they could also approach um, those organizations and see if they can negotiate. There's nothing to lose right now. And you know, so much is up in the air that I think the power of negotiating, um, you know, is, is uh, um, there are options there that may have not existed prior to COVID, um, including like, oh, if you're going to continue seeing a physician now that you're, you're going to be privately paying, maybe like just, you know, seeing, can I negotiate a package and can I still have a discount? Can I, and still be your patient? Um, those are our options to explore. Um, and then for those who have lost um, insurance that was employer-based, again, you know, uh, as much as possible, if you're paying privately, um, research options for telehealth, because those are less expensive than going to an in-person clinic appointment. Um, and um, again, negotiate. And then um, for those who have lost um, uh, health coverage but really need immediate medical attention, uh, you know, go ahead and go to the emergency room. As I said earlier in this uh, session, you can't be turned away because of Mtala. Um, and um, right now, there's actually uh, the Families First Act that Congress passed in March uh, that provides uh, for free COVID testing. And I also say, you know, keep a very low threshold for taking advantage of that and getting tested if you suspect that you've, uh, you've, you've been exposed or that you might have the infection is, you know, don't hesitate because you don't have insurance 
to go ahead and get tested so that you can also seek medical attention sooner rather than later. Great advice. Uh, Dr. Wendy, thank you so much for this uh, wonderful talk. Very difficult topic, very challenging times. And we're hoping obviously that we will have a great solution such as vaccine or treatment or, I mean, this virus is not just gonna go by itself, obviously. Um, uh, so thank you for that advice. Thank you for having me.